and read in three. The, the tavern, tavern in, in question. Ah, oh, that sounded so good over here. I, so I, I'm learning to trust you because yours, like I can't hear you say it at all. Oh. But when you on the nights where you're like, oh my god, that sounded so good. When we like do the whole dub thing, it's like pretty good. So I'm going to trust you on this one and say that it probably sounded good. We're getting better at this. It definitely sounded good. All right, cool. Hit the fucking button, would you please? Oh, fuck. I did it. Damn it. Who are those fellas down at the end of the bar? Those are the McGlynn boys best to just let them be and listen to what they gotta say ask if you must drink if you want and disregard the rules because this this is the tab in question it is thursday it's actually Thursday this time. It's not that bullshit Tuesday stuff we were doing for a couple of weeks there. This is actually Thursday. We're back in the tavern. I'm Ian. That's Josh. And you are at the tavern in question. Stream slash podcast. We do both. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Joshua, <laughs> look at that shirt. It's glorious. I know, right? It's great. Uh, with your, your shiny head and newsprint button-up silk shirt. I mean, you, you're just a... A, the pillar of fashion tonight. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm doing more of a goatee thing, you know. So Ooh. like, so like, I kind of have a, this weird like Colombian drug lord thing going on. So, yeah, a little bit. But I'm I'm like super white though, so like, I'm haunting myself a little bit. So, a, a, <laughs> a, a little bit. Yeah, you're definitely a uh, super shiny up top. You know, if you just drop the mustache, if you shaved off the mustache and uh, the little patch right below your lip, you could just have a nice Abraham Lincoln going on. I was thinking of like getting rid of this bottom stuff and leaving this little thing and getting like a Zorro thing going on. Mm. And I'm like, and I got like the sword and everything, so I'd I'd be set. That would be that that'd be wicked fancy. You should do that. Wouldn't that be like cultural appropriation though, if I were to claim to be Zorro? Because isn't he naturally Spanish or Mexican? Uh, well, I I mean, he may have a Hispanic origin story, but. I don't believe it would be cultural appropriation. For fuck, nowadays you could it just be emulating. Like, I am emulating my hero, the guy you know, Antonio Banderas, who freaking sword fought with uh, oh, Catherine Zeta Jones. That was a good fight. <sighs> that was a good. That was a great fight. That was a great. Old fight. boy didn't hurt. Yeah, he, old boy just cut her dress off. <laughs> my hero. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well done. Well done. Excellent. Well, dude, I'm so stoked to be. Uh, to be back here with you this weekend on time and on our actual night. It's so confusing because like we got in like such a habit of it being Thursday. So like when we get together and we hit the buttons and it's like, oh yeah, here we are. Like tomorrow's Friday. And I'm like, right. no, tomorrow's Wednesday. Like what the shit? What, am I, what do I do? <laughs> I got to work. Like, it's dumb. Well, like um, last Thursday, uh, you know, with, with us having to, to cancel that episode, I like, I <laughs> I remember walking out of the studio and, and going upstairs. And I, I walk in the bedroom and and my wife's like, "You okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, we we had canceled the night." And she was like, "Oh, um, what do you want to do?" And I was like, 
I don't know. <laughs> so I I had to find something to do last Thursday. It was it was a bit of a bummer, but it was uh, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, I'll take the to the hit for that one for the the last minute schedule change, but uh, but it's all good. We're back at it, and we are we're going strong again tonight. So uh, with that, we've got a great show uh, lined up for this evening. We're going to be talking a lot of bunch. We've got great news stories. Um, we've got a fun little hey bartender lined up for you guys, and then we're talking about the last freaking shindig of summer. So uh, don't go anywhere. Let's go to the news desk. Breaking news. A man, 60 years old, sets a record by paddling 38 miles. Now, some of you might be thinking 38 miles, that's not very far for a paddle. I'm not sure how that's a world record. Well, the guy did this in a boat called the SS Berta. The SS Berta was constructed of an 846-pound pumpkin. Old boy paddled for 38 miles in a hollowed-out pumpkin. I might put the link in the show notes if I remember. I probably won't. I don't, I'm really bad about that. But no joke, there's a picture of a dude paddling in a giant-ass pumpkin. You sure it wasn't a gourd? <laughs> so, uh, funny, right? Um, uh, they actually, <clears throat> we get to edit all that out. Um, <laughs> no, you won't. Oh, oh it's really, uh, you're right. <laughs> Can confirm. It is a actual pumpkin. Yes. Definitely a pumpkin, not a gourd. Uh, and it is the world record. So, uh, he started at 8 AM in the morning. Uh, it went 30 miles down the river. Uh, Shit. let's see what river. So, um, the Bellevue City? Where is this? This is in Nebraska. How the fuck do they have, do they have rivers in Nebraska? Apparently they do. And how do they have 30 miles of river in Nebraska? You're asking somebody who's been in Nebraska like twice. Okay. <laughs> so... I drove through one time. <laughs> yeah. So I flew over yep, it so, once and not yeah, impressed. So <laughs> he kicked off at 7.30 a.m. And at 5 p.m. Central Time... Right there was a mm-hmm. there was an update. Dun 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 dun. We have a new world record. Dwayne surpassed the twenty five point five mile record. So there was a record prior to this one of somebody paddling in a pumpkin, and it was only twenty five point five. Right. So old boy crushed that record and went twelve more miles. <laughs> At six thirty p.m., he pulled out. I thank you. After thirty eight <laughs> miles of paddling. In a pumpkin. So this guy's name, uh, Dwayne Hansen. Good Again, job, Dwayne. <laughs> the guy is 60 years old. So paddling that far as a 60-year-old, that's one thing anyway. But then yeah. he's in a giant-ass pumpkin, and it doesn't look comfortable. Like, not, not even a little bit. I, I'm trying to think of like how that would actually just stay afloat anyway. Like, I'm assuming he didn't have any kind of, like, special, like, flotation stuff holding it up. Was it just floating on its own? Yeah. So, if you look at the picture, it looks like, um, you know how, like, pumpkins have those, like, the the lines that go from, like, the top, like, the handle part, like, all the way down to the bottom? 
Yeah. Right. So it looks like he cut it sideways, like he cut the chunk out sideways. And then in the picture, it looks like he's sitting on a box and he like doesn't have a lot of leg room. Right. So like it, 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 like I said, it does not look comfortable. And then that's an odd shape for that thing to like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know, man. I, how the hell would you do that? Hats off to you, Dwayne. Jesus. Right. That's, that's, that's fucking weird. But hey, black. Good on there him. You, there he goes. Not even, not even mad about it. Yeah. Right? Actually, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have thought about that story, but, uh, uh, sitting around and, uh, and Christina says, Hey, do you know, there's a new world record for paddling in a pumpkin. I'm like, what the, f- what? It's a new world record for paddling in a pumpkin. It's like, what do you yeah. mean paddling in a pumpkin? And sure enough, quite literally, it's a thing. Old boy hopped in a pumpkin and paddled 38 miles down the river. How do you even get like the the inspiration to do that? Because it's like that that seems pretty fucking weird to me. I mean, just hey, I'm gonna hollow out a pumpkin. Or this, I got a big ass pumpkin. I'm gonna hollow it out and uh, I'm gonna take it down. Excuse me, I'm gonna take it down the river for a little bit. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that's that's like the whole thing. Like they've got a. <laughs> at some point in time, he was sitting there looking at this gigantic pumpkin growing in his backyard, going, "Hmm, you know I what could I take could that do? down a river? <laughs> I could I could make this a boat. I could I could take this thing down the river, right? <laughs> no. And then he like probably like Google searched yeah, Guinness World Record. Is there a world record yeah. of longest paddle? Oh, it's twenty five miles. Hmm. Okay. I mean, but I mean, with bloop, with a name you know, like Dwayne, like I would assume that you know. Oh, this this guy is a feed store legend. I guarantee you. In the, this whatever town of of Nebraska he came from, yeah, this Fuck this yeah. is he's the dude that you like is down at the feed store on Saturday mornings, getting like all of this stuff and you know hanging out. Hey, for how's a while that after. how's that pumpkin doing over there, Dwayne? <laughs> well, I, I reckon it's about six hundred pounds down there, Charlie. Well, when are you gonna yeah. cut it off? Oh, wait till it gets about eight hundred pounds. Then what are you gonna do with it? Thinking about what? paddling down the river? No. <laughs> I'm gonna make that a conversation. Boat. I'm gonna make a boat out of it. It doesn't happen. It's not. A, the, the fuck? Oh, it, dude! It totally did. It definitely had to happen. They're sitting there in the morning, sipping their coffee. Hey, Dwayne. Yeah, Charlie. You know what you can do with that pumpkin? What's that? You can make it a boat. <laughs> Might be fun. Anyway, then they'd be like, "Hold my beer," <laughs> and then they'd immediately get up and then go do it. Charlie, go get your truck. <laughs> First, we got to pull this fucker out of the ground. Well, I'm going to go grab my chainsaw real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, yep. So, new world record for uh, uh, longest distance paddled in a pumpkin, 38 right. miles. Very nice. Outstanding. So, Joshua, over to you. All right. So, a uh, annual event. Uh, during the COVID, had to uh, had to take a pause. They are coming back officially this year. Uh, this event takes place in a town that I can't pronounce. Uh, it's spelled O U L U. How would you say that? I'm Olu? fucking t- sure. We'll say we'll say Olu Finland has a competition. It is the Air Guitar World Championship. Oh, my God. 
I've seen the videos from this. <laughs> so, without going into all the the fucking stupid ass details that are in this article about this, how in the actual hell did this even become a thing to where it became a world championship? Bro, every single person on this planet at one point in time or another has been so overtaken by the music that they're listening to. Even if there isn't a goddamn guitar in it, right? They're still freaking playing the strings. They're still freaking jamming out, right? Or it's it's a guitar or it's a drum set, right? Oh, yeah. That I, I never happens, see anybody right? doing like an air bass or something like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Nobody's walking around going, right? <laughs> air tambourine. Right. <laughs> Air not cowbell. A, I, let's not joke about that. Because the one thing everybody needs more in life is more, more, cowbell. Is more cowbell. Right. Uh, but I, I, I digress. But like, so that doesn't surprise me. And I've seen the videos. And these dudes, like, they have that long, like, 80s freaking, like, fluffed out hair. And they're wearing mm-hmm. leather. And they're freaking, they look like, they look like the hair punk rock stars, right? Well, and they are getting after it. Well, that's that was like the thing that caught me. Not only was the title of it, but the thumbnail picture was uh, from the uh, one of the competitors from the 2019. It is uh, this gal in a bright red dress, and she's doing like a crazy like Neo from the Matrix move, where she's bent over halfway, but she has her air guitar in the air. And like at first, I was like, "Dude, is she like possessed by something? Like, is this like a..." A public exorcism? And like I had no idea what was going on. And then as I got context from the article, I was like, oh, it's an air guitar. Cool. <laughs> so it took a break for COVID. It's coming back. When when is the actual event? And has it already happened? Uh standby. So this article was published uh August twenty sixth. So where is the actual date of the event? Uh da 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 da. <sighs> See, this this article is a lot longer than I expected it to be because, like, I'm reading it, and it kept going, and it kept going. And I was like, holy fuck. I'm like, what is this? Ah, shit. So uh, talk amongst yourselves while I figure out where, when this is happening. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, fuck, I can't find it because okay, there's just yep. too much ridiculous. So I'm I'm assuming it happened shortly after this or it ha- it's happening soon or definitely between now and the end of the year. So, um, so yeah, the whole point of this thing, and they've even gone on record as saying that this is in – is in pursuit of world peace. <laughs> so, air guitar is going to bring about world peace. Yeah, and so, um, so, and this is quote: according to the uh, competition ideology, wars will end, climate will change, uh, climate change will stop, and all the bad things will vanish when all the people in the world play the air guitar. I don't think that's how the world works, but that's a great. <sighs> idea well <laughs> so if we if we think back right to uh an excellent adventure that happened a long time ago by two gentlemen one was named bill the other one was named ted right mm-hmm. um their air guitar actually made a sound 
and they did save the world from total annihilation. So there is potential for that to be true because Hollywood doesn't do anything with a little sprinkle of, without a little sprinkle of truth in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, yeah. I think the I think the sprinkle of truth from that movie came from their uh, catchphrase was the uh, "Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes." Because that seems like a a dumb thing, and they totally add the whole California you know surfer tone to it. But it's like let's let's tear that apart. The first one is be excellent to each other. Now, excellence in any kind of definition goes far beyond the. Excellent, you know, it. There's a whole lot to that, and the party on means fucking enjoy life. So be excellent and enjoy life. How that's what changed the world, not the, you know, not that. Come on, all right, get um, your shit together. And if you recall, uh, when the dude that comes, because I think it's George Carlin that actually is like the guy that comes to like uh, get yeah. them and, and have them go back, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So when George Carlin is like before he leaves to go on his mission. Right. Here's here's two images of Bill and Ted right in the future. And they're sitting there doing the slow <laughs> the air. air gu- they're doing the slow air guitar. So right. I'm just it, it might be prophetic, you know, the same way that, you know, Armageddon was made when uh, NASA thought we were all going to die. But then they figured out how to do that. So there was a real story, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 2021. Somehow they kept the ice caps from anyway. No, I'm joking. It was just a silly <laughs> tangent for me to go. But anyway, uh, but yeah. So uh, so there might be some truth there uh, if we all you know are excellent for to sure. each other and uh, the and party well, on. The cool, um, they actually go into talks about technical skill in airness in this article, and these are and these are actually things pulled from the the actual website. And uh, fuck, I just had it. And of course, I just lost. Uh, blah, blah. God damn it! I'm all over the place. So, just go with me here for a second. See, this is why we need a producer because then he could have all this shit like right here. I thought that was Joe's job. I know, but Joe, I guess, has better things to do on a Thursday night. But so, it, I, I legit think it's like air airguitarchampionship.com or or something ridiculous like that. So. There, there is a website, and a lot of this stuff is actually pulled exactly from their website. And one of the best things about this is that it's quoted that uh, under the uh, the uh, technical skills and airness, um, it is ridiculous. It is as silly and as absurd as it sounds. So even the people involved realize how ridiculous this is but the best thing about it is that they don't let it stop them they say yes this is fucking stupid but guess what it's fucking awesome at the same time and they and they go with the awesome because if you had a collection of people that said hey let's turn this into a big competition everybody'd be like oh hell no but then you had the right amount of people go oh hell yeah and like let's do it and then they did and apparently it's just an ongoing thing and enough for them to have a fucking yearly event where they're fucking winners and it's just like hell but at the end of the day it's like are there really winners i mean are are they're, everybody just they're all winners joshua don't be such a dick they're all winners. Oh they got up on yeah, stage and made a fool of themselves. They're all winners. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you, you have to think that that would be a lot of fun. 
especially like in front of a crowd. And if it's to a song you really jam to, having that adrenaline you get from a song you already enjoy, but then having a live crowd go crazy over your air guitar your skills. Your air guitar skill. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you could totally just shred and melt their faces off. And it's like it it would it's it's magic. It's just magic. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just magic. It's just magic. So uh Finland, you're you're fucking doing it right. So good job. Great job. Keep, uh, and keep that festival going. Ulu. I, Ulu I hope Finland. that's right. Because uh, if it isn't, I'm gonna feel bad. Well, somebody will correct us. I'm sure like one percent of our audience is in Finland, so I don't think so. No. It's like less than one percent. Okay. Last I time I checked, like five percent of our audience was in South America. It's odd. Sweet. Yeah. You'd be aw- you'd be awesome. Like the one person from Finland lives in that town and he's like, Oh yeah, that is, that's here every year. It's the best. <laughs> that would be fucking sweet. I'd be so down for that shit. I would be so down for that shit too. That'd be awesome. But yeah, so uh, air guitar uh, championship, world championship. All right. Who fucking knew? This just in, ladies and gentlemen. Queen Elizabeth. The Queen of Britain has passed away today, 8 September, 2022. She reigned for over 70 years. 70 years and 214 days she was the queen. She took her throne on 6 February, 1952. Think about what she has been in power for. Holy smokes. This beautiful gem of uh, the country that we gave the finger to back in 1776 uh, has passed on. And uh, as of now, Prince Charles uh, is her successor, I believe. And, uh, and we'll take the throne. More to come on this. Uh, I don't know if there has been a cause of death. She was old as shit, so it may be very natural. Uh, but again, more to come. Uh, that is uh, breaking news. What has just happened as of today, Elizabeth II, Queen of England, has passed away. God save the Queen, and uh, from the folks who gave you the finger so many years ago, uh, we are going to raise our glasses in a moment of silence for the Queen. Cheers. All right, well, uh, hey, bartender. Let's go. All right, it's that time of the night. I, I this this is this is my favorite segment. I love this segment. Part of it because it's just it's drinking, it's whiskey, and it's talking like booze and stuff. And I really enjoy doing all of that. But tonight, I'm not. Uh, we're not going to just be like, hey, bartender. Tonight, we're actually like, I get to kind of play bartender. You see what I did there? This is a hey I bar- see, I see what you did there. It was yeah. good. That was good. Yeah, I thought, good about, I thought about that all day today. 
All right, so uh, tonight's show, we are talking about the last Huzzah of Summer as we have uh, surpassed the, the, the holiday that uh, signifies the end of, uh, of summer, which is the Labor Day. Uh, and so we, Josh and I, are both sipping on some uh, Kentucky Mules. Now, mules are an interesting thing. They originally started, they're like, they're like, I think they started with vodka, right? Um, a Moscow Mule. I believe was the origin of the drink. Uh, and But basically, you can make this thing with whatever. It's a Kentucky Mule if you use bourbon. Uh, we've made them with uh, with rye whiskey. I've had it with vodka. It doesn't, the vodka's a neutral grain spirit, so there's not a lot of flavor there. Rye whiskey gives you that good spice, and if you get a spicy ginger beer with it, ooh, it's the magnifique. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk through uh, the Moscow Mule and what we have in it and how you make it. So actually gonna gonna make one up here for all of y'all in just a second here. This is gonna be an editing nightmare for me. No big deal uh, because I still have not finished. I was planning on finishing this before, so I would be done. But I gotta finish this. So fair enough. So in the meantime, uh, Josh, what are you using? What whiskey are you using tonight for your your meal? I am using the uh, Wild Turkey 101 Rye for my for my whiskey because mostly because I had that in the kitchen still, and I was like, I don't want to go back down to the bar to come back up to the kitchen to make everything and then just take it right back down to the bar. So I was like, I'm just it's here. I'll make it. However, it is uh, it is treating me right, and it is fucking delicious. Yes, indeed. And I love what you can, it, however you want it to go, like as far as like spicy or uh, sweet or however, you know, you want it to be more ginger, like forward, that's when you're going to use your your vodka because you just, you know, vodka has no flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're going, we're doing Kentucky mules, right? Um, that's, you can pick any bourbon. And I have gone crazy ends of the spectrum. I've used, you know, regular, whatever, 80 proof. I made, uh, I made a couple of them with, uh, uh, do you remember the Star Ward? I think it's Star Ward. Our, our wonderful friend, Lisa. Uh, oh, it's, the, it's, it's, the Australian yeah, it's one? The, it's the Aussie whiskey that mm-hmm. is a little rough around the edges. Uh, so I, I dropped that into a mule and it was still a rough around the edges. I've gone into like your barrel proof stuff. So like I've done a, I've done one with a Elijah Craig, um, you know, 138 proof freaking like, mm-hmm. like that mule, like kicked me right in the mouth. It was awesome. It was so wonderful, but, um, but a crazy variance. Uh, I like the 90 to hundred proof cause then you can still kind of feel the whiskey in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bit on the higher spectrum. And then uh, to be very honest with you, rise are where it's at for me. Mm-hmm. Because rise give you that spice. They have that kind of grassy, like, like different feel to them. There's a lot mm-hmm. of caramel and a lot of sugar notes with bourbon, but that rye just kind of like sits there and, and dances with you a little bit more. And if you you mix that up with a, a bold or a spicier ginger beer, it's fucking legit, absolutely legit. So uh, I've got one swig left, and then we'll get down to this. Um, I didn't not at least not with this one because the store I picked up my ginger beer at they actually didn't have the ginger beer I usually get. Uh, fuck, Bell's. I'm pretty sure it's Bell's. They make a ginger beer, but it's like a legit beer, like alcohol content. Oof. I've made I've made these with those. Hammer drunk. Really. Not as much as you'd think. Like you, you definitely you you'll get there, but 
Oh, they're so good. And just like the their ginger beer by itself is a is a good drink. Especially like if you put it in a glass with and of course the beer purists will hate me for this because it doesn't drink like a beer. It drinks like a real hearty ginger ale. Yeah. So I honestly I legit put ice cubes in it because that's just it cools it off a different way and it's it's so fucking good. So I've tried make like I've tried making mules with it. It's heavy, but it's pretty good. <laughs> So it's uh, this one was a, a, just a standard um, uh, non-alcoholic ginger beer that I got this time, uh, mostly because they didn't have the one I was looking for. But it's it's still pretty good. Gotcha. Uh, I'm going to go reset my cup real quick. I'll be right back. So at this point in time, we'll take a quick detour over to the chat. And I'm, uh, you know, people in podcast world can't see this, but I'm directing myself to a different screen to where we can see the chat in the side. So... Uh, Chance from Strive Seek Find is in the chat, and he uh, he just uh, flabbergasted me with saying that he's never had a mule. Well, Chance, uh, with all due respect, sir, um, yeah, you need to change that because uh, mules are uh, they're they're pretty good, and and then maybe that's maybe that's a good reason you haven't had one is because they're pretty good and they're super easy to drink, like. Super easy enough to the point where, like, you drink too much of them super quick, and then you're like, "Oh shit, I'm I'm hammered now." But it's you know, <laughs> that's okay. So our bed, our fuck it, duck. Our bartender is back. <laughs> I have no idea what I was about to say, but I knew <laughs> I was going to say it wrong, so I stopped myself. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We're going to build a mule. Um, first off, you just gather up your ingredients. You're going to need. Uh, you're going to need some lime juice. You're going to need some limes. You're going to need some mint. You're going to need, obviously, your whiskey, your vodka. We prefer whiskey here. Uh, and then you're going to need some ginger beer, whether it's alcoholic or non-alcoholic. Uh, ginger beer is generally non-alcoholic. You have to actually kind of look for the alcoholic ones. Um, trust me, you're, you're going to put enough whiskey in this to make it uh, a hey, how you doing anyway. Um, but if you want to get hammered, uh, you know, by all means, go for it. So... Uh, <laughs> If we were in my bar proper, I would have a, a jigster to uh, to do all the measurements, but I don't. So we're just going to do this. We're going to start off with your whiskey. So tonight, in honor of our guest uh, last week, or well, two weeks ago, uh, Jason, I have popped open my bottle of 1783 Small Batch, which he uh, talked about. And uh, let me tell you, this made a hell of a good mule. So mm. I'm kind of anxious to taste this by itself. Excuse me, ginger beer. Um <laughs> And uh, and kind of to see how this this holds up on its own, but I digress. So here we go. Fair enough. Um, now, well, you want to start with your mint, actually. So you take your mint, you muddle your mint. I don't have a muddler, so I just crush the shit out of this, get all the essence and all the spiciness of it going, get it in there. Mm-hmm. However, it leaves to taste. You don't have to use the mint. Uh, it just gives it that nice, like clean, super fresh feel. Like when you go down to sip it, you just catch a lot of that mint and the aromas. And it's really, really quite wonderful. So take so a how much how much sorry? mint do you how much mint do you usually use in your meals? Three leaves. Oh, okay. And I muddle the shit yeah. out of it, so like it's all out there. Okay. All right. So it's like crumbs by the time you're done. Yeah, it's like mush. Fair enough. All right. So we're gonna take two ounces of our uh, liquor of choice. That's gonna go in. We are then going to do a one ounce of our lime juice of choice. 
Now, generally when I have the time, I like to do fresh squeezed lime juice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got one of those like squeezy thingies and that's, that's oh. legit, but they make these wonderful things at the grocery store that you can grab and they make your life way easier for sure. And I just literally exploded lime juice all over my laptop. No big deal. We're going to roll with it. So one ounce, <laughs> liquid ounce oh, of lime juice. So yeah, if I cut out all of a sudden, it's just because the lime juice got to my motherboard. All right. <laughs> now, here's where you would put in your ice. Uh, I had to go get ice because I'm making this kind of out of, uh, you know, out of sequence here. And then you grab your ginger beer. Now I am drinking, uh, it's a Q Mixer Bold and Spicy ginger beer. It comes in these little seven and a half ounce cans, which are quite literally the perfect serving size for a mule. They come in a four pack. They're really cheap. They are non-alcoholic, but they are wonderful. Uh, The last good batch of mules I made, I had a, uh, I think it was a habanero infused ginger beer i forget the brand um somebody will yell at me for that but uh but that was super spicy and uh i liked it and not a lot of people did not a lot of people were a big fan of that but i really enjoyed that so we've got that we've got our little mixer Now, what cool thing is that this goes into one of those copper mugs, right? One of the mule mugs. Mm-hmm. And the reason this is a summer drink, right? The condensation from this thing is amazing. So it's literally going to drip all over you. But it's this really super cold uh, condensation, right? Which on a summer day, if it's hot as shit and you're outside, that feels glorious. Like you just, it's wonderful to just kind of like wipe off the side and maybe like, it's great. Um, so even inside on a relatively warm day, you can still see a fair amount nice. of condensation and it's wonderful, super cold, super fresh, very refreshing. Awesome. Uh, I love these things. Cheers, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> now, if you want, you can garnish with a lime. I've got some here. It makes it even that much prettier. Uh, there's a good amount of lime juice already in it, so you can squeeze it if you want to, but you've got plenty in there already. But it just mm-hmm. you take one, drop it in. It makes it it makes it look pretty. For sure. I I really like how clean these tastes. Um, like especially like I'm assuming that comes from the mint itself, because normally like when I have uh, mixed drinks, I usually either like it to be very plain and simple or I like it to be um, sour. Uh, so, like, when I have these, I like them to be on a little bit more of the sour side. Um, but the mint cleans that sour taste up just a hair, which which gives it that perfect balance of sour and clean, and which is a weird weird thing um very reminiscent of um well at least for me uh gin and tonics gin and tonics are a perfect balance of of sour and and clean tasting and it's oh fuck dude i get so messed up on gin and tonics they're so good i dude i i never i like we've and we've tried them a couple times on the show uh is maybe i'm just using the wrong gins or i'm not mixing the the tonics in well enough it's just it's not a thing oh Oh. next time you're in town we'll uh I'll I'll make you some. All right. They're super good. That's fair. 
But no, these are these are no joke. Quite delicious, quite delicious. I just and I I enjoy them. Uh, so this and uh, get like a mason jar uh, of ice and do you know two ounces of whiskey and then top off with uh, seltzer water, like a lemon or a lime seltzer water. Now I'm a huge fan of bubbles. I love seltzer water anyway. Uh, one of the guys I work with was just giving me shit about liking bubble water. Um, I was like, well, what's the matter with that? Like it's, it's so fancy. Like, no, it's just carbonated. It comes in a can. It's not fancy. Like knock it off. Um, but, uh, but I'm a big fan of bubbles. So like these two are like perfect for me mm-hmm. at the end of a hot summer day, uh, just to like kick back and relax and just sip away and, and have a, just a, a good time just chilling. So for sure. I like yeah, these. These are, these are real good. Yeah. They're real nice. Matt Evan Williams is holding up really well in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Very nice. See, like, when I first made mine up, I you know, I mixed it all up and everything, and I went to go take a sip, and, like, I got, like, kind of a waff of, of smells coming off of it. And, like, it was it was really weird because it was, like, Sour grass, but hmm. with a spicy after smell. It it was really bizarre, and I'm just like, "What the hell?" So I just sat there for a minute, just you know, just smelling it, and I'm like, "Man, this is crazy." I was like, "But it doesn't taste how it smells. At least not that initial one." And then like I was just like, "You know, fuck, it doesn't matter anymore because these are delicious." <laughs> yeah, the mint the mint really like just makes that like freshens it all up because that it just makes it that, that light crisp kind of feel to it. And mm-hmm. I, I've had them without mint and I, they taste good, but it tastes like lime juice and, you know, spicy beer and, and whiskey. You know what I mean? It's just like that refreshing, like that, just that nice little just crispness to it. That's what, mm-hmm. that's where that mint comes in. It's badass. Mm-hmm. These things are awesome. Nice. Yeah, they are. They are very good. So, very good. Yeah. Dude, I'm digging these uh, these new bottles. The new uh, the re well, I know it's a rebrand, but the redesigned by Evan Williams. They're uh, like the bottle shape's completely different, and the label's all brand new as well. I really nice. I really like this. Yep. I, and normally, the, I mean, the only Evan Williams I usually buy is the bottled and bond. So this is uh, now is is that one changing too? No, that one's staying the same. That'll that'll always be the white label. Okay. This was just the uh, the 1783 that they they changed. They also have their the Evan Williams single barrel, which I've had before, and that's very good. Uh, also, uh, cheaper, you know, less expensive, oh. um, but another another great uh, bargain bourbon if you're looking for something that's very good and uh, not a lot of money. This is uh, this where to, where to go. But yeah, thanks thanks to uh, Jason at uh, Bourbon and Baseball for uh, for the recommendation. This was one of his. This was his like daily sipper recommendation. So oh damn. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, Josh, I believe that will wrap us up for Hey Bartender. You ready? After you, sir. All right, folks. We are at the bar. It is time to talk 
about the end of summer. It's coming. Like here we are. First week of September is already gone. It's done. It's over. It's not coming back. It's over. So uh, literally, I woke up yesterday. It was Christmas, and now it's damn near halfway through September, uh, which which is crazy. This summer has been a blur of activity and craziness, which is kind of good, but also kind of not good. And I, I think the transition from child to adult, like how we look at summers is a little bit different with the exception of, of chance, because, you know, he's still in the, the school thing. So like, you know, the once the kids leave his, he leaves and he's like party time, you know, ah, you know, he gets to let his hair down. Um, like, like Josh does. And then, uh, uh, and then has to, you know, button back up and go back. Uh, so Labor Day is one of those things where it's one of those holidays that signifies like the closeout. Now, there's a whole lot of schools that have started going back in August and y'all suck real bad. Um, but I remember Labor Day being like, like you went back to school after Labor Day. The last hurrah. Yep, that was it. Yeah. That like summer was officially over because you were going back to school as soon as this holiday rolled through. And it was another one of those holidays where you do, you know, uh, there wasn't like big plans. There wasn't like a lot of big travel. I know some people do travel for the holiday, which is great. Uh, but it wasn't for us. There wasn't this big central focus. It was just another day to chill out, maybe go to the beach, uh, you know, um, have like food on the grill and then just kind of like hang out and relax and, and, those, I, like, I get behind those, right? Memorial Day kind of feels like the kickoff of summer, and then, like, Labor Day, like, just kind of brings everything down to a close and kind of shuts it off, and, and off you go into the fall, even though it doesn't feel like fall for at least another month. It's still hot. Right. Yeah. So, so, so even though, like, fall, and, and now with this whole, like, pumpkin spice latte freaking movement that's happening, um, you know, all these uh, these these basic freaking white people are coming out and uh, putting on UGG boots and going to buy freaking pumpkin spice latte stuff from everywhere um, because it's fall. It's not. It's 97 degrees out. Take your damn Uggs off. Just stop it. Do, do Uggs make sandals? Wear Ugg flip-flops if you've got to wear Uggs. Jesus Christ. So you mean Crocs? <laughs> Pretty much. The summer version of Uggs are Our Crocs. Crocs. Okay. Let's let's not joke ourselves, all right? I have I have I fuck I have never seen a more ridiculous pair of footwear than fucking Crocs. Sorry, that's my TED talk. Thank you for. Coming. But come on, man! They've got that strap in the back. You can flip them thing up, put them in four wheel drive, and just like you know, carry it on. They're like they're they're slippers, they're sandals, and they're shoes if they need to be. So I, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Um, I was at a, a training thing, uh, testing thing in Texas and one of our engineers came up and I looked at him and I was like, Sam, what are those? Are those tactical Crocs on your feet? <laughs> tactical Crocs. I'm not joking. So we have a Molly system on our gear, right? <laughs> it's these, it's a series of like straps that go across and you weave like these Ugh. these things through them, right? So it like attaches like pouches and stuff to your chest, right? To your your plate carrier, right? And your body armor. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. not joking. He had a Molly panel 
on his Crocs. He's like, yeah, you can route this, 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 and you can do this, 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 and you can do this. I'm like, Sam, are you telling me right now that you are wearing tactical Crocs? He's like, why do I feel like you're going to make fun of me for a long time for this? And I'm like, because I am. It's happening. Like, this is going to be a thing. And it was like, oh, my God. It was amazing and also just a fodder for, you know, just – uh, months and months and months of, you know, beratement and, uh, and belittling because he wore tactical Crocs, tactical Crocs. Tactical Crocs. He's like, well, yeah, they told us to wear them when we were doing this thing with the stuff and da, 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 da. I'm like, who, who, who told you that? Was it some freaking drugged out hippie in Florida? Yeah. You thought that was a good idea? You thought that was a good idea? <laughs> it was a terrible idea. Oh my God. <laughs> tactical Crocs. Yo. I... I've I've never jumped on the Croc train, never because I always, I thought they were ridiculous when they first came out, and I continue to think they're ridiculous now. And like the fact that like I, uh, my wife and I got talking about Crocs today actually, and so today I was on the Croc website, like the the official website for Crocs. They have a Croc starter pack that comes with socks. So you, you're not supposed to wear fucking socks with sandals, wait, you, and that's what. But they're not sandals; they're Crocs. So, you, but you can no, you can wear no, socks with Crocs. They're fancy sandals. That's all they are. They're fancy sandals. And uh, no, I just oh my god, I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I just sat there, just kind of scrolling. I'm like, and and the fact that they're like a standard pair, the the clog, is fifty bucks for for two things of foam, foam. you wear on your feet. Jesus, like, and I have, like, when it comes to shoes, I I don't go big with shoes. <laughs> the most, other than hiking shoes that I'll wear once a year, and I don't even buy those anymore, Um, the only other expensive pair of shoes that I ever bought were these really cool uh, boots, and I've had them for the better part of, like, four and a half years now, and they're still in great condition. I spent and they yeah you know, and they weren't even on sale. I think they were about sixty five bucks, which is the most I have ever spent on footwear. And I hated myself for spending that much money on footwear. So the fact that that fucking people spend fifty five dollars on foam for your feet, and the fact that there's little little charms you can buy for them for the fucking holes, and it's just <sighs> holy fuck. They they are ridiculous. Can confirm. I, I feel, I feel a certain. I feel the same way about Crocs that you do about COVID. So don't get me started. <laughs> Why you got to go there, Joshua? We did that last week. I'm just but yeah, yeah. It's uh yeah, and <laughs> and we got talking about Crocs because those are the summer crossovers for Uggs. So they are. Yeah. So yeah, so hang in there, ladies. It is it is almost time for, you know, warm leggings, UGG boots, big fluffy sweaters, and uh, I mean, Starbucks is already doing pumpkin spice lattes. They started back in July. Yeah, yeah. So that's there. I've already had like nineteen of them. Why? I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't. Okay, I was about to say they're not very good. <laughs> I don't know. like. And and my thing is like, if you're one of those people who enjoys them. By all means, go ahead and enjoy it. I no judgment if you like it. I just don't. No. I don't see like like fucking Crocs. I don't get it. I maybe I'm just missing something. I don't know. 
I mean, I assume I'm broken in some kind of way, but it's, it no, it, this just doesn't work for me. No, dude, I gotta tell you, um, pumpkin spice cookie dough is a thing. So don't. Here's the deal. Go to the store, grab a thing of it, like right, like right now. No, well, when we're done, uh, okay. chuck it in the freezer, and then pull one off and give it a nibble. I am not a pumpkin spice dude. I don't like pumpkin. I don't eat pumpkin pies. I freaking not my thing. That shit is amazing. Interesting. It's delicious. And because we're adults, we can literally just eat cookie dough whenever the fuck we want to. So, uh, true story. Yeah. Big facts. And, uh, also an amazing thing about, you know, being an adult, we can just munch whenever, uh, on whatever. So, uh, definitely a recommendation. So if, uh, you can get a little pumpkin spice in your life and uh, and maybe not be so exclusive. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, it's good. But yeah, so so back to Labor Day, right? So let's take a little a little look into the the in real brief, I'm not going to go nerd on you. Um the the history of Labor Day and why it is what it is and where it is and what what it stands for. So it was originally celebrated on September 5th in 1882 in New York City. So there was a, a union that kind of went out and said, hey, like we're, we're you know, we need to celebrate, uh, you know, the laborers of the area and we got to, you know, shut down and do all this stuff. So that's kind of where it, it began. And now it became a federal holiday. Uh, 1909 uh, became a, uh, a federal holiday. So it's been around for a while. So it is. Yeah, it is a day sure. to celebrate uh, hard work and, uh, you know, take a day off and just uh, and and relax and give uh, all those folks, you know, that time. So, uh, so that's kind of where it started, and now it is a an end of summer, you know, signification to say like, hey, it's over. Sorry, friends, we're done. Uh, so the, it goes uh, kind of hand in hand with the back to school episode that we did uh, season, for our, mm-hmm. uh, our first show of uh, season three. Um, it's, uh, it's another one of those like tick marks. Um, so in, depending upon how you are as a person, it is a benchmark for one of two things. It is a benchmark for 30 days out from spooky season, which uh, McNew and Dina will both tell you uh, spooky season starts in July. Um, <laughs> uh, and for our friends who know Dina here at the tavern, uh, she will be coming back to join us, uh, for an episode here, uh, in the very near future. Uh, lots of fun with that. So, uh, so spooky season, uh, does begin there or it is the 90 day mark for Christmas. See, I, I like Christmas, so that's going to be more of a thing for me. So I, so, but, but put it in the ninety days out from like hardcore Christmas season. Like, if ninety days from right now, you and I go to New York City, mm-hmm. right? The Rockefeller tree is up. People are ice skating in Rockefeller Plaza. What's what's wrong with it? There's nothing wrong with that. It's amazing. I love it, and it's it's wonderful. But ninety okay. days is a very short amount of time. So that shit's coming yeah. quick. And with that yeah. means there's cold weather and like snow. However, comma, I get to celebrate this year because I 
am south of where <laughs> snow generally goes. So <laughs> I will get to come visit snow, but I don't got to live in it. And I'm kind of excited about that. See, that, that's my biggest thing, like, with the snow. Like, I don't mind snow. That's that's not a problem. Like, we grew up with it. We dealt with it continuously. The biggest thing I've had, and definitely more recently than, like, growing up, is when it gets so cold, you can't even go out to enjoy the snow. So right. it's like, you know, fucking negative five out, but it's sunny and there's blue sky. You're like, oh, man, this would be perfect. Go sled. And you take two steps outside. You're like, holy fuck, I can't feel my face anymore. And then it's like, that sucks. I don't like that. The nose hair freeze. And I'm sure we'll talk about this yet. There, there is a temperature. I think it sits right around negative 11, right? Negative 10, negative 11. Mm-hmm. When you step outside, instantaneously, your nose hairs freeze together. It's like, whoop, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, that is the worst thing ever. And that also signifies squeaky snow. Like, snow's okay, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, when you step on snow and it squeaks, mm-hmm. right? Because it's so cold. Oh, hell no. Like, that just that's mm-hmm. like nails on a chalkboard for me. So not only are my nose hairs frozen oh. together, but the freaking the nails on the chalkboard with every step that I take, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. So, uh, and after, like, the last couple winters up in Boston where we got a lot of snow that stayed around for a very long time, uh, I am, I am excited to be in a place that I mean, the snow has it's always a potential here in the great state of North Carolina. However, mm-hmm. it's not probable. So I'm gonna celebrate that I, like a motherfucker until it is. <laughs> yeah, watch this will be the first winter in history where it gets like snow all year, like all season long. That would be hilarious. Oh, our season four episodes are just going to be me being angry all the time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking quit. All right. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm moving to Mexico. Uh, well, see, and that's that's the thing about uh, uh, recording during the winter um, in, in my studio is because uh, it's my studio is, for the most part, fairly uh, insulated, but... Right now, I have these really shitty storm windows. And so right now, I have, like, really thick foam in front of them from last winter. And honestly, they keep the heat out, too, which is really nice. So, like, a part of me was like, dude, I think my biggest problem is the fucking windows. I just need to get new windows. But fucking windows are stupid expensive. So I'm like, I'll just keep the fucking foam in for now. And so, like, so like during the winter, like, the first winter in the new house... I had to move my entire studio into the bar. So, like, I scoot over this, at least in Streamland, this table right here, that's where I set up all my shit because out here where I am right now gets fucking freezing, <laughs> especially if it's really cold out. Oh, you feel it in here. But it's uh, but normally if I get a little space heater, I run that for a little bit, and it, it feels all right, and then I'm good to go. Yeah, and the producer of this show gets really fucking angry because – you turn your space heater on <clears throat> and it creates this wonderful noise throughout the entire thing that I have to spend freaking hours and hours like <laughs> editing that shit out because it's just a constant throughout the entire goddamn th- oh, Well, see, th- this, this year I have the new mic, so it shouldn't pick it up. So, like, right we now I have a f- 
Well, like, I have a fan on right now. Can you hear the I fan? I cannot hear the fan. That's there outstanding. I know, right? Right. Thank God. Thank God for technology. Uh, <laughs> side note, while we're talking about technology, uh, my studio, Bar of Questionable Life Choices 5.0, may be up by mid-October. Nice. Yeah. More to follow on Very that. good. But anyway. So, Yeah. Yeah, and that's <laughs> back to the whole Labor Day thing. You know, the the gateway, right? So Labor Day is the gateway to the fall and winter. Now, the fall does bring about some wonderful things. Football, uh, I love football. Absolutely, college football is like the greatest thing ever. Uh, I I think second only to hockey, uh, and then baseball's right behind it. But uh, but I am a, a college football uh, super fan, so already been like digging in and like looking at scores and super happy. I'm, I've got certain teams that I follow uh, on the regular, and uh, everything is kicking off and and it's good. Like all is right with the world when college football season starts off, right? Yeah, yeah it makes <laughs> it makes me so happy. Uh, and hockey's right behind it. Hockey kicks off here in October. So, so here's the gateway, right? So the gateway is, uh, uh, if you're a sports person, football kicks off, um, you know, hockey is in October and then basketball is right behind it. The end of November, beginning of December, it kicks off for real. So, so lots of that, like, here's this, again, it's just another door that you pass through and all these things are coming up, but that signifies like we're beyond the halfway point of the year. We're in the final, the final, like quarter of the year the last 25 percent of this year and every time that comes around i always sit here and i scratch my head i'm like god damn it just went so fucking fast yeah now this year was there was a lot of very 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 long days um <laughs> in the last nine months of my life uh very long days but but on the whole like still you just wake up and then all of a sudden you're it's the first week of September is already gone. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've got so much you know, left like, to uh, do. <laughs> like uh, kids are in their first full week of school this week. And it's, it's fucking crazy. So this Labor Day weekend <laughs> was very busy. Super, super active. Um, and I think it was probably the first one in a while. Uh, went tubing. Uh, for those of you who don't know what tubing is, you literally just sit in an inflatable tube and you just float down the river <clears throat> for a while, uh, which was wonderful. Went to the Apple Festival here in Hendersonville, North Carolina, and that was also uh, super fun because caramel apples are the best thing ever. They have like caramel slushies, uh, like which were super cool. Live music, big fun. Anyway, I think Bass Festival but less rides <laughs> and more apples. Also less fish. Um, but like, less yeah. fish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then uh, I had glorious plans. Uh, also did a race, did a road race, uh, did the tunnels to tower race, yes. which was awesome. And uh, had glorious plans of camping in the mountains that did not work because mother nature decided to open up the skies and drop about four <laughs> inches of rain in 48 hours. So it became a, uh, a movie weekend, uh, after that nice. point, uh, which, uh, watched all three John wick movies back to back. 
Have you ever done that? That is something you should do. It is a fantastic uh, series of movies. And the fourth one's coming soon. It releases next year. I'm, I'm trying to think of which ones I've seen. They get better with every single one. So, like, I've, de- I've definitely seen the first one. I want to say I saw the second one, but I'm not sure. Hands down, one of the best moments in the entire series is in the third one. Okay. After Halle Berry's dog gets shot. Oh, no. And she goes on a rampage. <laughs> and... And she looks at John Wick, and I, I forget what, how we, the, inter, the interchange started, but she's like, he shot my dog. And she looks at her and goes, I, I know. <laughs> Which is a shout-out back to the first movie where he literally kills everybody because yeah. they killed his dog. It was, it was a puppy. Well, like it, was, <laughs> it wasn't just see, a puppy. That was, <laughs> see, that was, that was such a, an awesome, like shift change for that first movie was you you kind of got like you you just saw him as a normal person and then this whole thing happened his wife dies and then the dude shows up steals his car and shoots his dog the best part when you knew that dude fucked up is when the he shows up with john wick's car he's like where the fuck did you get that John car? John Leguizamo, yeah. And then he like, and he like punched him. He's like, "That's John Wick's car!" Like he knew whose car it was. He's like, "Oh fuck!" And then like his boss, like, "Did you hit my son?" He's like, "Fuck yeah, I did." And he's like, "Why'd you say he stole John Wick's car?" He's like, "Oh shit!" Yep. <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, everybody's dead now. <laughs> so no, that was that was good. Shit. Yeah, and and the, that interchange between like the Russian, like the dad and the son, who's like, "Yeah, you're going to die." <laughs> you, you, <laughs> and that's where like uh Boba Yega, you know, like the boogeyman, like that comes out like for the yeah. first time right there. Yeah, I had forgotten, man. I hadn't seen the first one in so long. Um and it was it it's, they are such a great series of movies and uh the action is legit. Keanu Reeves spent uh so also shout out to Keanu Reeves, who yeah. was Ted in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. kind of a full circle moment here. Wait. Ted? No, Bill. Which one was he? Hang on. Fuck. I don't remember. I think he was Bill. Yeah, he was Bill because I think he says, uh, Ted, something's afoot at the Circle K. I think that's what he says. No, Bill S. Preston Esquire was played by Alex Winter. And so he was and Ted Theodore Ted, Logan. Ted Theodore Logan was his, uh was yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yep. So, uh, so, gotcha. yeah. so yeah. So yeah, so so he did such extensive training. Um and so when you oh, yeah. watch and you count so that's the big thing with movies, right? So they'll grab a gun that has a nine bullet capacity and they will shoot mm-hmm. that gun for 27 minutes straight without ever changing a magazine. You're like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? right? It's, it's the bullets that never stop. But one thing that they did is they were so accurate with bullet count and then reloading and he did so much weapons training. Yeah. All of his moves are legit, you know? And it's yeah. so, he, he did, he was so meticulous about um, you know, keeping count and doing like, and all that stuff in every fight scene, you, you can just watch and you can count, you know, um, you know, you know, that that's got a 16, that's got a 16 capacity magazine. Right. And you just count do, 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 do 16. He's dropping it or, or even before then, you know, cause sometimes he'll just, you know, he'll have to change quick so he can have more bullets then cause he, he always yeah. needs more bullets. 
Um, of course. This is John Wick. See, that's, that is an account of, of a couple of things. A good actor on his point for doing that extensive training because, honestly, they could have just done stuff in editing to make it seem like he switched it out. He didn't have to do the extra, but he chose to because he wanted to be authentic. So good on him. You have a director who's paying attention, like saying, oh, hey, stop. You're out of bullets. Change it out. you know. And then you have the editors, after all is said and done, because they could do a whole bunch of quick shots and stuff like that. But the fact that they they let stuff drag out long enough to to play out an entire magazine is is great. Because you go like especially action flicks nowadays, they're so quick. Um a perfect movie series that that changed for the worse with the action was the born uh uh trilogy. Yes. The the first one the fights were long, drawn-out shots. So you you felt like you saw the action. Immediately with the second one, uh, one of the first fights he gets into, there is... Oh, fuck, I wish I had, I had the number. But, like, the amount of cuts from one angle to another was, like, ridiculous. So you couldn't even really see the whole fight. It was just constant cut, cut, cut. And it's like, dude... Let let this shit play out, like play it, and it just and and they and not worse. Like the I like I enjoyed the movies, the action changed, yeah, and not for the no. better. So the fact that with the John Wick movies they pay attention to bullet count and and all that shit just makes them more enjoyable because you get that more authentic feel. Like when movies get to be crazy, to be crazy, it you lose that weird sense of. This could happen, you know, and it's like, no, this this definitely couldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, another thing with the Wick movies too was the writing. There is so much wit in the writing of those movies. If you, I mean, you sit there and you listen, and they make subtle hints about the dog, and they make subtle hints about you know uh, Winston and his concierge at the at the Continental are phenomenal. Uh, what, you know, in the third one, when the adjudicator shows up, it's hilarious um, how they just. It, the writing in it is beautiful. I, they somebody was just paying attention. It, so, and I think that was just one of those series of movies that just got a great mix of people. They had great writers, they had great producers, they had a great director, and they got a cast that wanted to stay with the franchise and roll through. We're supposed to be talking about Labor Day. We're talking about John Wick. It's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but but again, and it just solidified like how wonderful. You know, in this, they are incredibly violent movies. They are, they are very, very uh, violent. But each one stands on its own, and it has its own bad guys, and it has its own um, sequence. But the the tie-in, right? The end of the first one ties into the second one. The end of the second one ties into the third one. And I'm I'm so anxious to see how they tie in the end of the you know because here's uh, I don't know if you remember. Well, I'm not. Never mind. We can talk about this at the last call. I don't want to give a spoiler in this okay. one. But anyway, if you have not seen the John Wick movies, if you have not watched all three of them, um, if you have little children, you probably don't want to watch them around there. But again, you can make that call, whatever. you you know. Uh, but they are worth the time. They are worth 
uh, sitting down and watching all three movies because they are they are fantastic, and you just pick up pick up on the little witty writing stuff. You know, uh, it's it's got something for everybody in it. Uh, you know, great family entertainment. It's just good stuff. So um, I was super stoked to spend uh, my Labor Day weekend being able to catch up on a wonderful movie franchise. Nice. So see, I I spent my my Labor Day was. Uh, chilling outside and did, uh, no, was that Labor Day? Fuck, what did I do Labor Day? Oh, no, because, uh, Labor Day, uh, because usually during the week is pretty busy, uh, Labor Day, we actually celebrated, my, my wife's birthday. Oh, that's right. Berber had a birthday. Yeah. Say, so it was the weekend before Labor Day. We did the, the, uh, back to school cookout. So we had we had some folks over and stuff like that. So Labor Day we had a very chill, chill day. You know, kids kind of did their own thing. Uh, my uh, one of my daughters was able to uh, go camping with a friend of hers, so she was really excited about that. And then uh, we celebrated my wife's birthday, and it was it was real good and and hella laid back and chill. It was it was nice. I got to tell you, uh, Berber doesn't look a day over forty seven. Yeah, know, right? she looks great. <laughs> He doesn't listen to the podcast or watch the stream. So oh, okay. Fine. Well, damn it. <laughs> sure shit, she'll listen to this one. Be the only one she ever listens to. Be, um, get the right. shit slapped out of me when I come see you soon. Yeah, it'll be all right. She'll listen. All right. Well, friends, uh, as we close out the summer and head into the fall season, the football season, the hockey season, the Christmas season, the spooky season, the Thanksgiving season, whichever one you choose to glorify or if you glorify them all, God help you decorating your house every other week uh, for the next six weeks. Um, enjoy all that. But uh, but from uh, those of us at the Tavern, we uh, uh, had a wonderful summer with all of you guys, and we are so excited to carry into the fall with a whole bunch more shenanigans. So because we skipped a week... Uh, we are a little bit behind schedule. However, in two weeks, we are going to have our first guest of the season. No, shit, Jason. Sorry, dude. We'll edit this out. In two weeks, (laughs) a, uh, a Tavern Faithful will be coming back to join us and talking about some MCU stuff. Hint, he's a movie guy who's also named after a movie guy. Do some research in our show. You can find out who he is. But for uh, for us here tonight and the last huzzah of summer, I think we're going to wrap things up and head to the last call. You ready, Bubba? I'm Take ready. us home, homie. See you, folks. Bye. <laughs>